God who creates, redeems, and sanctifies. Amen. Thanks, Ted. In so many of the texts and prayers that we hear on this night, there's a very common theme. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord with all your heart. Earlier we heard the phrase broken and contrite heart. Later in the service we'll hear the words, the word heart in many other places. And that's because it's at the core of this season that we begin tonight is the idea that our hearts should be turned to God. That it's important where our heart really is. What direction, what intention we have. This season is an invitation to make room in our hearts and in our heads, in our schedules, in our busy days, to listen for God, to draw more near to God, to find our way closer to the heart of God. And it's an invitation for us to give more of ourselves over. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It's a reminder that the world that we live in is not permanent. And in fact, that is why we start the season of Lent with this particular day in which we put ashes on our heads and remember that our bodies are mortal and that they will fail. We begin this season with this day because we have to be able to look that truth in the eyes to be able to understand what happens at Easter. You can't have Easter without the cross. And so we begin this season forcing ourselves in many ways to look and to see that we are mortal. When we talk about ashes in the Episcopal Church and in many other traditions, the word that we use is imposition. It's on the front of the bulletin tonight, the imposition of ashes. Ashes are imposed on you. They're not given out or distributed, they're imposed. And that word is important. When we think about impositions, we think about things happening to us that we don't often actually want. Obligations sometimes, responsibilities, things we have to do. In many cases, things we didn't choose for ourselves. So too would probably none of us choose ashes or choose the fact that life ends the way that it does. Instead, that is God's design, and it is imposed on us, and that's important. The posture of having that imposed on us is important. And so this day always sounds hard, I think. And some of the prayers that we're going to say after this, there are some really difficult words, some really deep apologies. This is a difficult day, and yet the invitation is to walk into it and to contend with it, to respond to it, and to be changed by the fact that we are entirely dependent on God's mercy, God's goodness. And so while we're invited to do this hard work in the season of Lent, the holy work of looking inside and searching our hearts 
making room for God, trying to look deeply at how we relate to God and how we relate to each other, to acknowledge the places where we've fallen short and where we've failed, while we're invited to do that work so that we might be changed in this season, it's important to remember that we do that as part of the larger story. At the beginning of the funeral service in this church, when we bury someone we love and we see no longer, there are a couple of different options. They're called anthems, but they're, they're sort of chunks of, of really old language. Um, that are often songs and are often sung. And the priest has a choice to read one of them or all of them. And there's one in particular that I always read because it includes this line. All we go down to the dust, but even at the grave we make our song. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. I know I'm not supposed to say that word today, but it's in the context of a sermon, so I think I'm okay. That line encapsulates what this day is. That all of us will face the imposition of that day. And we won't choose it, and we may not, most of us know when it's coming. But all of us will face it. And so to live well now, we have to be able to look at that. And to take that in, knowing that instead of that being the period at the end of the sentence, instead of that being the end point, there is something else stored up for us. And so in Lent, we do this good and holy work, remembering, too, that there is something else stored up for us. It's why in this service, after we receive ashes, after we confess our sins, after we say all these hard words and these hard prayers, we turn then and go back to the table. Because even on this night, even in this service, when we are supposed to do the hard thing and look inside, God still wants to feed us and claim us, and own us, and take our hearts in. And so we end this service with communion the way we do it every other Sunday morning service, because that feast was prepared for you from the foundations of the world. Since before time, there was a seat for you at that table, at that feast. And we celebrate that still tonight, even as we put ash on our heads and remember that our bodies will fail because it reminds us that there is still something else. That God still has done something great. And that if we do the work of trying to follow Jesus, if we choose that life with all of our hearts, if that is our intention, if we slowly allow ourselves to have these little course corrections that really are what Lent is for, whether it's something you're giving up or something you're taking on. It's not for the show. Jesus just talked about that in the gospel. It's for these, these little course corrections that make us more thoughtful and more prayerful, more intentional, more kind, more like him. And if we do that and we come to the table, then we're reminded that even in the context of the hard work, there is something else that not only do we share in the life he lived here on earth, but that there is the promise that we share in the life he lives now. In a few moments, I will invite you in the name of the church to the observance of a holy Lent. That will look different for each one of you. 
but I encourage you and, and sort of want to beg you to do that work. Whatever it is that's going to allow you to make space to hear God, to come to know God better, find a way to build that in. If that's giving something up that distracts you, if it's a, a habit or a pattern or something that removes you from right relationship with God and with your neighbor, give it up just for 40 days and see if that makes a difference. Or if it's an extra pattern of prayer, if you, like me, need to build in extra time to have some quiet and some prayer, do that. Whatever it is that's going to let you turn your heart toward God, use these 40 days to do that. Do the hard work. And remember as you do it that this, as important as it is for us to contend with it, is not the end of the story. Return to the Lord with all your heart. Amen. Please stand.